0: talk live when well, you're invited to call in take control of the airwaves and talk about whatever is important to you 603-283-6160 if you'd like to do that that's 603-283-6160 with you tonight it's aria and nikki and there is a lot to talk about tonight man i have rarely seen drudge reports so filled with interesting articles but by far two of the most interesting that i found is of all about how pfizer is saying that the a booster will neutralize the omicron variant but two shots aren't good enough and i gotta get into that because i don't understand the science behind and obviously this article is not going to explain the science behind it but i've never heard of any other vaccination working that way where oh the flu shot won't It won't affect this particular strain until you get it again. And then magically, voila, it it will help. Spoiler alert, there is no science behind it. (laughs) I'm assuming there isn't. I mean, I know there are some drugs that need to build up in your system and all of that, like Chantix, which I'm on right now. Yeah. It has to build up in your blood or in your body or whatever so that it achieves its maximum effect. But...
1: The vaccines don't do that. Well, there are some vaccines where you would need boosters and where like you need like a couple doses. Like I think the hepatitis B is like that, like you need a few doses before it actually works. Yeah. But it doesn't make sense where it'll work for this COVID variant, but in order for it to work for this new COVID variant, you need another booster. That doesn't make any sense.
0: Especially considering
1: they've been saying
0: this entire time that the COVID-19 vaccine, it's only in your blood for like 72 hours or whatsoever. After that, it's just your body doing what it's been programmed by the vaccine to do. None of it makes any sense to me. Of course, I'm not a doctor. And you have a story about how cats are spreading misinformation. Yep, Got to
1: watch out for those pesky kitties.
0: And I always love talking about cats. So that's going to be a fun one. But first, in the news today, the coronavirus... Attacks fat tissues, scientists have found, which makes sense considering so many of the people who are really at risk of COVID 19 are overweight and obese. I'm not at all surprised to hear this. However, let's just get into the article. From the start of the pandemic, the coronavirus seemed to target people carrying extra pounds. Patients who were overweight or obese were more likely to develop severe COVID 19 and more likely to die. Though these patients often have health conditions like diabetes that compound their risk, scientists have become increasingly convinced that their vulnerability has something to do with obesity itself. And again, this is coming from the same media apparatus that keeps telling us that the vaccines work, that all the science is behind the vaccine. It's the same media organizations that are telling us that we just need a third shot of the Pfizer vaccine to magically affect the Omicron variant. So take it with a grain of salt, just like you do everything that the media has to do these days. But it does make sense based on what we've been seeing. Now researchers have found that the coronavirus infects both fat cells and certain immune cells within body fat, prompting a damaging defensive response in the body. So people who aren't overweight have fewer cells for the coronavirus to
1: attack. And this is what I was kind of thinking, because, you know, I've seen a lot of Critically ill patients to begin with that came down with COVID, and it seemed like the ones that were at a healthy weight or underweight, even if they had COPD and renal failure and heart disease, you know, all these other things that would make them very high risk to die from COVID, it seemed like the skinnier patients weren't, they were coming back to the regular unit and they were fine. So, but it seemed like I I noticed early on that it seemed like people that were overweight were being more more at risk.
0: Yeah. So you're saying what you observed was that it was more than just underlying conditions. It was mostly overweight people or largely overweight people. The bottom line is, said Dr. Philip Scherer, oh, oh, my God. Indeed, the virus can, in fact, infect fat cells directly. He studies fat cells at UT Southwestern Medical Center in Dallas, which was not involved in the research. Whatever happens in fat doesn't stay in fat, he added. It affects the neighboring tissues as well. The research has not yet been peer-reviewed or published in a scientific journal, but it was posted online in October, and we're now actually having media coverage of it in December. If the findings hold up, they may shed light, not just on why patients with excess pounds are vulnerable to the virus, but also on why certain younger adults with no other risks become so ill, because... There's an article that I had like a week ago that we never got into about how obesity continues to be on the rise in younger Americans. Something like 43% of people under 13 were overweight or something like that. We never got into the article, and I don't remember the specifics about it. But the study's authors suggested the evidence could point to new COVID-19 treatments that target body fat. Maybe that's the Achilles heel. That the virus utilizes to evade our protective immune responses by hiding in this place. This place being fat. It seems to me like instead of doing all of that, it would be easier to tell people, "Hey, go lose some weight." And I realize that you know that's a tall order for the people who just sit there on the on the couch all the time. But I don't understand how one becomes that overweight. I I really don't.
1: So I am like mildly obsessed with watching like YouTube snippet videos of like TLC and, you know, Bancroft TV, stuff like that. And I really like the ones where it's like weird medical conditions or like overweight people. And there was one woman, I forget how much she weighed, but it was like, I remember the the physician that was at her house saying that this makes you one of the biggest women in the world. And I'm just thinking like how how does that happen like and they go You're through like, like
0: one of these overweight people who are bedridden they're so big they She could get they, up. They, oh wow. But but
1: some of them can't. I remember I saw an episode of My 600 Pound Life and Jesus how this, does that happen? <laughs> yeah. This lady was moving across country and they literally needed to move her in like a U-Haul truck. They put a mattress in the back of the U-Haul truck and she had to lay flat on her belly like she couldn't even sit up. And it's just it's wild to me, yeah. especially, I don't know, I being like an active person with like always having like careers where I have to like run around and I'm very conscious of what I eat. I, I don't understand how someone can just be like, yeah, I eat two large pizzas in a sitting in like three packs of Oreos. Like that's just the amount of the amount that you would have to stretch out your stomach to even be able to consume that much in one sitting is just it's hard to fathom.
0: It is. I mean, I eat as much as I want, basically whenever I want, and I manage to maintain a healthy body weight. I Are these people... I, I tend to think it's got to be because they're obsessed with eating three meals a day, because that's what they've been told their entire lives, even though it's silly to think that humans or any organism evolved to eat three meals a day, considering how how much one has to work in order to acquire a meal, historically anyway, and modern times it's much easier. But just imagine if your cat was supposed to eat three meals a day or whatever and had to go out there and hunt for three specific mice or birds every single meal. It's it's absurd to think of humans evolving that way. But beyond that, they snack in between and that doesn't help. Maybe the, one of the reasons that I'm able to maintain a healthy body weight is that I just don't snack in between meals. I either eat a meal or I don't eat. I wait until I'm hungry enough to eat a meal and then I eat a meal and no snacking in between I don't know what's driving the increase in obesity, but it's certainly happening anywhere you look in the United States. People are obese. And this this article points that out. The finding is particularly relevant to the United States, which has one of the highest rates of obesity in the world. Most American adults are overweight and 42% have obesity. Black, Hispanic, Native American, and Alaska Native people in the U.S. have higher rates of of obesity than white adults and asian americans they have also been disproportionately affected by the pandemic with death rates roughly double those of white americans this could very well be contributing to severe disease said another doctor we're seeing the same inflammatory cytokines cytokines i don't know that i see in the blood of the really sick patients being produced in response to infection of these fat tissues Body fat used to be thought of as an inert form of storage. But scientists now know that the tissue is biologically active, producing hormones and immune system proteins that act on other cells, promoting a state of nagging, low-grade inflammation, even when there is no infection. And COVID-19, it turns out, targets those specific fat cells... And maybe that's why it's disproportionately affecting people who are overweight. But as I said, COVID-19 is to overweight people as the USA government is to brown people. 603-283-6160 if you want to weigh in. It's Free Talk Live. free talk live where as always you're invited to join us weigh in share your thoughts and opinions 603-283-6160 if you'd like to do that again that's 603-283-6160 with you tonight it's aria and nikki and i want to talk about cats now cats and misinformation specifically because when you when you first said this my first thought was How in the world is a cat spreading misinformation? Obviously, that's most people's reaction to this. So tell us exactly how this is happening and who's doing it. Because the cats aren't doing it. My cats have never spread any misinformation. They've never spread any information. They're
1: just cats. Great point. So apparently, right-wing uh News sources that are spreading misinformation are using cute cats online to rope people in to absorb their content. And the next thing they know, they're anti-vaxxers and they don't believe in COVID or masks anymore. So apparently that's how it works.
0: So it's not like they're making memes of cat pictures and like laying text over them that are anti vaxx or anything like that. I they're-
1: mean, I do that, but I guess this isn't what this article <laughs> is talking about. All of my cats are actually anti-vaxxers. Okay,
0: that's good to know. I, I guess my mine have no opinion on vaccinations, <laughs> I think. I think they're vaccinated to get some stuff, but I don't recall exactly what because that was seven years ago.
1: Yeah, no, I'm totally just kidding. My cats just like to play with their toys and beg for cheese. Cheese? Oh yeah, they love cheese.
0: Interesting. One of my cats likes eating um, buttermilk cookies.
1: Oh, that's a good one. One of my sister's cats actually has an obsession with eating plastic. Oh, so yeah, that's, that's unfortunate. It's kind of weird. But... but one
0: of the things that neither of our cats do is spread misinformation. So no, let's, let's get into this article and find out exactly what's going on here.
1: Those cute cats online, they help spread misinformation. What Maine- cute
0: cats, though? <laughs> I mean, I'm in all sorts of Facebook groups revolving around cats and None of them devolve into anti-vax arguments, or at least that I see. I'm just there for the cat pictures. If it's not a cute cat picture, I just keep scrolling.
1: I guess you're not in the right cat Facebook groups. (laughs) Presumably not. So the article goes on to say, A mainstay of the internet is regularly used to build audiences for people in organizations pushing false and misleading information. I would have to disagree with that. Like, I don't think that most of what the universe, what the, the internet is used for is to spread misinformation. No,
0: I think they meant cat pictures are what the infor- what the internet is largely used for. That, mm. that, that was my understanding of it, because the internet does yeah. love cats.
1: Oh, yeah. Who doesn't? So, on October 2nd, New Tang Dynasty Television, a station linked to the Chinese spiritual movement, posted a Facebook video of a woman saving a baby shark stranded on a shore. Next to the video was a link to describe to the, I don't know how to pronounce this, Epoch Times? Epoch Times? E-P-O-C-H Times? It's it's like an...
0: Epoch, I think.
1: Epoch, okay. I knew I was butchering that word. A newspaper that is tied to the Falun Gong that spreads anti-China and right-wing conspiracies. The Post collects... 33? Man, they
0: sound like Michelle Bachman trying to link some organization. I don't remember the details now, but she had like this giant web of conspiracies linking someone to al-Qaeda or the Taliban or something.
1: Yeah, so I don't really know exactly how these people are getting to this They had a link point. in their
0: video that went to this link, and if you go to that link, it takes you here. And then it might take you here, and you might learn something that the government doesn't want you to know.
1: And that's how we get to the point where cats spread misinformation. <laughs>
0: Sounds about right. So
1: so the website of Dr. Joseph McCullough, a osteopathic physician who researchers say is chief spreader of coronavirus misinformation online, regularly posts about cute animals that generates tens or even hundreds of thousands of interactions on Facebook. The stories include kitten and chick nap so sweetly together and why orange cats must be different from other cats. To
0: give some so. background here, I looked up the Falun Gong. Um evidently it's a new religious movement that was founded in China. I'm not it was initially supported by the Chinese Communist government. But eventually when you know they got rid of all of the other religions, they started viewing the Falun Gong as a potential threat due to its size and its independence and spiritual teachings. Roughly 70 million people in 1999 practiced the religion. So it appears to be a religious organization that opposes the Chinese government, I have a really hard time understanding how that's you know right wing me
1: too. It uh, seems completely irrelevant
0: yeah, they the Wikipedia here doesn't even have you know a controversy headline for them. It's like they're they're not doing anything that's particularly controversial
1: and also for context, this article that I'm reading from is from the New York Times. So it's not like I found this on some like random like this is a you know from the New York Times. So are they reputable? No, but are they well known? Yes. <laughs> so
0: they do have a section here about the Epoch Times. It's a major outreach organization of Falun Gong. Both promote the spiritual and political teachings of the religion, and they and a variety of other organizations such as New Tang Dynasty Television. Operate as extensions of Falun Gong. These extensions promote the new religious movement and its teachings. In the case of the Epoch Times, they also promote conspiracy theories and far right politics in both Europe and the United States. No citation found. Of course not. <laughs> so whatever that for whatever that's worth, they didn't actually provide any examples of the Epoch Times, you know, spreading right wing misinformation or whatever. On Wikipedia, which customarily does, in fact, have citations for statements like that.
1: Videos and GIFs of cute animals, usually cats, have gone viral online for almost as long as the internet has been around. Many of the animals became famous. There's Keyboard Cat, Grumpy Cat, Neon Cat, just to name a few. I think
0: Neon Cat's my favorite out of all of
1: those. He's a little Pop-Tart rainbow guy? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Legendary.
0: Absolutely. Grumpy (laughs) Cat, unfortunately, died recently. Yeah. However, uh, young cat lives forever, (laughs) flying through space as a (laughs) Pop-Tart,
1: followed by a rainbow. Oh, so amazing. (laughs) Now it's becoming increasingly clear how widely the old school Internet trick is being used by people and organizations peddling false information online misinformation, researchers say. The posts with the animals do not directly spread false information, but they can draw a huge audience that can be redirected to a publication or site spreading false information about election fraud, unproven coronavirus cures, and other baseless conspiracy theories entirely unrelated to the videos. Sometimes following a feed of cute animals on Facebook unknowingly signs users up as subscribers to misleading posts from the same publisher. And then this is funny. They have a picture underneath it with um, Dr. Karen Becker posting. She's the veterinarian that they referenced earlier, uh, with a picture of an orange cat with like an X over it. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so I did finally find a citation about the Falun Gong or the epoch time epoch time spreading misinformation. And I'm looking through the article that was actually cited here, and the article is just about how. They were kicked off. They were not allowed to advertise on Facebook because they were trying to get around some of its advertising policies. And so they went to YouTube. There's absolutely nothing in here about them spreading right wing misinformation. And this is a citation that Wikipedia used to demonstrate their point, And there's nothing here about that. 603 283
2: 6160. Keep your cat's mouth shut. Do you feel like your country no longer holds your values?
0: invited to join us, share your thoughts and opinions. 603-283-6160 if you'd like to do that. That's 603-283-6160. And I'm not sure, but I suspected when I posted the title that it was going to get us suspended from a the title of the video for those who aren't watching on video feeds. I suspected it was going to get us, you know, suspended from a few platforms because it was something like COVID is to Fat people as the USA is to brown people, which is going to set off some automatic censors, I would imagine. But I don't really care because Odyssey is what we really care about, and they're not going to censor us for silly titles like that. You can find our channel at video.freetalklive.com. That takes you directly there. We're not on YouTube right now because we've already... One of our strikes came off. I don't think it's been reactivated, though, because as soon as we go back, we're going to get another second strike, and then we'll be off there for another 90 days or 60 days or whatever, and we we just, we really don't want to deal with that, and we don't want you to have to deal with whether or not we're going to be there one day to the next. Video.freetalklive.com solves that problem. We're there every single night live streaming, and you don't have to worry about whether we're going to be there one day to the next because Odyssey is built on library, which is... Totally uncensorable. Now, Odyssey does have some rules. You can't have pornography and stuff like that. But other than that, they don't care. You can stream whatever you want. Video.freetalklive.com Subscribe to us there. Create your own channel if you want to share opinions that are outside the mainstream view, as we certainly do here on Free Talk Live. Like this article suggesting that cats are being used to spread misinformation by right-wing conspiracy websites they point to the the epoch times which i looked into on wikipedia it is in fact in a media arm of the falun gong which is a religious organization in china evidently and probably worldwide at this point so i did finally find a citation for that and i looked through the citation there was nothing in the linked article the cited article nothing in there about them spreading misinformation or right-wing propaganda the closest it came was saying that during the 2016 election, election, the Epoch Times started writing articles that were pro-Trump and that were against Trump's opponents. But that's not right-wing conspiracy theories. That's just a media organization throwing in behind one candidate or another.
1: Yeah, that's just an opinion piece.
0: And that's being used as a citation on Wikipedia to say that they're spreading right-wing misinformation and all of this other nonsense, which leads to articles like this. I think you said it's from the New York Times. Yeah that is saying, oh, no, look, they're, they're linking to the Epoch Times. They must be spreading misinformation because this that's what Wikipedia says, and Wikipedia says that because this other article also by the New York Times that doesn't actually say they're spreading misinformation is used to cite the statement on Wikipedia that they're spreading misinformation. It's all very confusing, but what you basically need to know is that the New York Times made a claim. They then linked to themselves – In order to substantiate that claim, and the link that they went to doesn't actually back up the claim that they're making.
1: This just makes me think like, remember, like being in high school or college or whatever, and you had to write like a research paper and you need citations for that. Imagine if you used a citation citing yourself. how that would be completely unacceptable and you would just fail the paper because you clearly did not understand what the assignment was that's what the new york times does
0: and it's worse (laughs) than that because they cited themselves and what they said previously doesn't say what they're alleging that it actually said absolutely insane that they're allowed to get away with this it's it's silly to think of citing themselves absolutely but it reminds me of Many, many years ago, I watched this stupid YouTube video called something like 30 Unknown Facts About the United States that went into all sorts of nonsense conspiracy theories like how the USA is just a, a corporation belonging to the British Empire and it linked all of these citations. So I looked into these citations and some of them were like doc treaties and like this, this is the port rules for this particular state or whatever. None of them had anything to do with the claim being made. And I pointed this out to the guy who made the video to which he said, no, the, the citations are included. It's fact. I was like, I, I understand the citations are included. What I'm telling you is that the citations don't say what you think they're saying. Because like, the citations are there. That You can't just cite something and say it's theirs. The citation has to actually say what you're alleging it does.
1: I think they usually just count on people not looking at the citations. <laughs> they
0: do. But I mean, once someone does, you think of like, oh, OK, well, I need to either find a different BS citation or I need to take this nonsense down. But this and this person worse, their username was like truth seeker or seeker of truth <laughs> or something like that. Like, dude, you're clearly not looking for the truth here or you would have had the intellectual curiosity to click some of these citations that some of which weren't even possible to find. Because they were executive orders or they were SBs or something. I don't remember now. That was six or seven years ago. But you couldn't find some of them because they weren't publicly available. And you can't use a secret government document that the public doesn't have access to as a citation, which there's no evidence the document exists in the first place. Exactly. As as citation in your claim. It's not how citations work. And the New York Times should know better. But they clearly don't, and because of this, they're alleging that cats are being used by some organization that provides a link to the Epoch Times somewhere on their website or in their video description, and because the New York Times said so, the Epoch Times is spreading misinformation and right-wing propaganda.
1: So, in another attempt to try to give this article any ounce of credibility, they're referring to Melissa Ryan chief executive of Card Strategies, a consulting firm that researches disinformation. She says this kind of engagement bait helped misinformation actors generate clicks on their pages, which can then make them more prominent in users' feeds in the future. That prominence can drive a broader audience to the content with inaccurate or misleading information. The strategy works because the flat, the platforms continue to reward engagement over everything else, Miss Ryan said.
0: So basically what she's saying is that if people regularly go to this YouTube channel to watch their cat videos or whatever, then the YouTube algorithm is more likely to promote to random other people their misinformation videos. I don't think that that's the way the YouTube algorithms work. I think it's more video specific than that and it would Yeah. It's more about interests rather than channels. So if you're not interested in right-wing misinformation, which again, I've seen no evidence to suggest that the Epoch Times spreads right-wing misinformation, then it would recommend it to you. But if you're interested in cat videos, it's more likely to show you cat videos.
1: Yeah, you're just going to get different cat videos from different channels. You're not going to get different content from that same channel where you watched the first cat video. That's not how the algorithm works. Yeah, as far
0: as my experience of using YouTube goes, that it's absolutely not how it works. Yeah. Like Some of the creators that I watch, they make a wide variety of content, but I only like some specific forms of the content or whatever. YouTube has never shown me their other content that I look at and I'm like, eh, no, I don't want to watch that. But it shows me other channels that are showing related stuff to the content that I like. YouTube, the algorithm is dumb, but it's not as dumb as the New York Times seems to think it is. Yeah. Where it can be tricked by just uploading a cat videos and then suddenly... I mean, if it was that easy, we we at Free Talk Live would have started uploading cat videos a long time ago.
1: If it was that easy, I'd be famous already.
0: Right. It, everyone would be. Because like, <laughs> it wouldn't take a genius to figure this out. Like, oh, okay. All I have to do is upload a bunch of real... I can mean, just steal a bunch of really cute cat videos. It doesn't matter because it's YouTube and it's... Who's going to sue you for the intellectual property rights over a cat video?
1: Yeah. I think that these publications were already very popular before and they whoever is posting these videos just likes cute animals like most people do. So they just every once in a while, oh, let's post a cute cat video. I don't think it is with the intention to grab more like a larger audience. I think They're just trying to post whatever they want to post. Yeah, you raise a really good
0: point about how how in the world we live in, in 2021, someone uploading cat videos to YouTube could somehow be contorted by a mainstream media source as being a nefarious act meant to undermine democracy and truth and the media and trust in the establishment. What have we become? 603-283-6160. There's more coming up. It's Free Talk Live. Free Talk Live, 603-283-6160 if you'd like to share your thoughts and opinions. Explain to us exactly why we live in a world where posting cat videos is a revolutionary act against the the mainstream left, as the New York Times seems to be alleging here.
1: Well, you know, cats are natural anarchists. So. They,
0: they certainly are. Uh, th- there's no doubt of that. Um, <laughs> atheists and cats and libertarians or anarchists they're all sort of they have the same mentality We're just like trying to put them all into a single group is impossible and trying to herd them is absolutely impossible and that's one of the reasons that I think I get along so well with cats right? They're not looking for me to tell them what to do they're looking for me to feed them and to give them attention when they want it on their terms as long as it Actually, no, they don't care whether it's on my terms or not. They they will just climb on me and be like, hey, I'm getting right in your face now. And that's just how it's going to be. But if I wanted to, I could, no, because I have like shoved them off and they just get right back on. They don't take the hint. But <laughs> so they I don't know. Are they cats? I mean, are they anarchists or are they monarchs? Oh, yeah. Because <laughs> I'm starting that's to think a- about how my cats actually behave. And they're more, they act more like kings and queens than true yeah. anarchists. But, they're not they're certainly not spreading misinformation at the very
1: least. Well, how do you know? Have you checked their search history? I have not,
0: but there was <laughs> once upon a time where my cats were using the internet. Not not like purposefully or anything like that, but they happened to be laying on my keyboard which happened to have Telegram open and it was in a chat with like four other people and my cats just spammed the hell out of the chat with just nonsensical symbols and stuff because like, they were just laying on the keyboard and yeah they just happened to be laying on a few different keys and the enter key and just the whole time i was at work that telegram just got flooded i was like there's nothing i can do people i'm at work and the cat's asleep just mute the channel for the next eight hours cats man they're great other things that are great. Uh, Democrats are starting to sour on vaccine mandates, and I hope this is true of mask mandates and all of these other mandates as well. Here in Keene tonight, the city council is having a meeting about reimposing its mask mandate. Of course, we're not there because we're here, but Ian and Bonnie and presumably some other libertarians in the area are attending that. And I'm very anxious to see how it goes because I uh, my. Th- my my feeling of hearing people on the streets and hanging out with people who aren't libertarians is that they they are sick of this garbage. They're sick of living this way. They're sick of being hearing about COVID nineteen, and this is why I think it's important to hang out with people who aren't necessarily libertarians or anarchists. Like all of my former coworkers, they got the jab, the shot, the vaccine because they were under the impression that it meant they could take off the mask, and they're gonna be upset very vocally upset if now if now they're told it doesn't matter that you're vaccinated you have to put the mask back on three months ago as california governor gavin newsom was turning around his fate in the state's recall election which i still don't know anything i don't know why it happened i don't know why he was successful i didn't pay any attention to that garbage many democrats came to the conclusion that they had struck political gold Mandates to get the COVID-19 vaccine weren't just extremely valuable public health policy, but they were electorally powerful too. Now, moderate and frontline members of the party are singing a different tune. In recent comments, several high-profile Democrats have stated their opposition to vaccine mandates specifically applied to private businesses. The most recent Democratic lawmaker to voice her concern was Missioner Governor Gretchen Whitmer, once considered to be Biden's vice president of don't know what they mean by that. Kamala Harris has always, always
1: been. been. Yeah, I don't know what they mean by that. Maybe that was his first pick. Or
0: maybe... I, 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 I
1: don't
0: know. The closest thing I can think of is, like, Whitmer was his greatest ally? I don't know. And as far as I'm aware, she was never his vice president. She said she <laughs> opposes mandates, citing the impact on the state's workforce as Michigan grapples with upticks in cases and residents are split on whether or not to get the vaccine. We're an employer, too. The state of Michigan is, Whitmer said on Monday. I know if that mandate happens, we're going to lose state employees. That's why I haven't proposed a mandate at the state level. Some states have. We have not. We're waiting to see what happens in court. And hmm. I think that's a revealing statement. They don't want to be on the wrong side of the Supreme Court here. She, All of the stuff she said before that, just disregard it. Because she said the most important thing last We're waiting to see what happens in court because a lot of states are suing the Biden administration or OSHA. I have no idea how it works, but they're challenging the Biden vaccine mandates in court. And Whitmer isn't saying that, you know, she opposes all of this for she is saying that they oppose it because they're going to lose employees and all of that. But really, she's just waiting to see whether or not the mandate is upheld in court. Whitmer isn't the only Democrat now sounding these notes. Senator Joe Manchin has said that he does not support requiring businesses with over-employees to ensure that their workforces are vaccinated. So did Senator John Tester, Phil Murphy, and—sorry, Phil Murphy as a governor, as is Kathy Hochul, Hochul, who is running for election after taking over for Governor Andrew Cuomo— and she has stated her opposition to a broad-based mandate for all private sector workers in new york this is encouraging to hear from democrats the souring of some democrats on the mandate comes as the court strike legal blow after legal blow against a series of vaccine mandates that joe biden unveiled in september and is prompting concerns to the party that they're ending up with the worst of all worlds a blunt policy that won't go into effect but that will saddle them politically And with Joe Biden's approval numbers just plummeting, I can't imagine that he's going to be the one that Democrats run again in 2024. In fact, based on how Hillary is making the rounds, I think we're going to see Hillary run again in 2024.
1: She's ran so many times. She just needs to give up.
0: (laughs) She absolutely does need to give up, but I don't (laughs) think she will. And I kind of, part of me wants to see Trump versus Hillary round two.
1: Yeah, that would be fun.
0: Because I have very little doubt. The Republican Party may surprise me, but Trump is going to run for president in 2024. And he may, in fact, get the GOP nomination. He may not. But I, I suspect he's going to because he still does have a very passionate base of supporters. And they're very loud and they're very vocal. And they will make it known that they support Donald Trump. For, for better or worse, most, mostly worse, to be fair, Donald Trump inspires people. And Joe Biden doesn't. Hillary Clinton also doesn't. None of the other Republicans that I've heard of inspire people. The last Republican I heard of who inspired anyone was Ron Paul. And he was a Republican in name only. The dude was the most libertarian House representative we've ever had. Yeah, absolutely. And as far as I can tell, since his retirement, he's only become more of an anarchist than a libertarian. So, I don't think they're going to run Biden again, and one of the this crushing defeat at the Supreme Court is going to be one of the reasons why. They're going to they're going to blame the whole mandate nonsense on him and they're going to probably run Hillary Clinton, maybe not, but I tend to think it'll be her.
1: I guess we'll see.
0: We will, but I hope that we do get to see Trump versus Clinton round 2 or round 3, whatever round it would be. On one hand, it's just another thing added to the pile of garbage that Biden is already dealing with, one Democratic strategist told us. On the other hand, it's just one more front that he and his team are going to have to fight. By which he means the Democrats are turning against the mandate and saying, yeah, this is not a good idea after all, because it's politically unpopular. The White House, just wait until the store shelves are actually empty if you want to see politically unpopular. I want to know what's going on with wet cat food. Because I only feed my cats wet cat food, and I had to go to Walmart today for other stuff. So every time I do, I'm like, I'm going to go ahead and grab some cat food because for whatever reason, it's hard to find. They had none in the entire store. No wet cat food.
1: And you know what? The Walmart, especially the Walmart in Keene, has had empty shelves the entire time that I've lived here. Yeah. Not like completely empty shelves, but there's been some spaces and... I think every time we go in there to find something that's not, you know, really basic, something that's a little bit more like specific, they never have it. I
0: hear that's the case with a lot of grocery stores as well. Like yeah. I don't do a lot of grocery shopping, obviously, but you know, Ian has been doing so lately and he tells me all about how the audience has empty shelves and all these other yeah. places have empty shelves. Like, Man, just wait. If these people aren't happy with the way things are going right now, just wait until that unemployment actually kicks in because you fired the people who were unwilling to get vaccinated. Speaking of which, hospitals in Michigan's now saying, "Look, the state of Michigan, Whitmer, you've got to do more to help us. We don't have the staff. We need help." Well, if only you hadn't just fired 20 to 25% of your staff for not getting this stupid shot that is now being challenged in courts in the first place.
1: And they were understaffed to begin with, so firing of your staff when you're already understaffed especially when there's a pandemic and everybody's dying I mean that's not a very smart move
0: as far as I can tell the pandemic didn't overwhelm the hospitals and didn't kill people like they said it was going to so they're like all right well let's make the hospitals go even more understaffed and then they'll be actually overwhelmed and we can blame the pandemic but no it's the government doing this it's always been the
3: government there's more coming up here it's free talk live Is your broken heart stopping you from being authentically happy? My name is Jeremy West, and for a limited time, I am running a free online class to teach you what most people don't know about how to deal with your feelings, the simple way to deal with your negative thinking, the key to breaking your unhealthy relationship patterns, and so much more. No more feeling like a failure who will never find true love. No more self-medicating and ending up feeling even more miserable, and no more feeling like you'll never be someone who deserves an amazing partner. Sound good? You'll discover a new way to finally feel validated and loved, to stop trying to get your self-worth from the very people who tear it down, and to put you in control of your own happiness so you never surrender that control to another person again in as little as eight weeks. Register now for my free online class at beyondyourbreakup dot com slash free class. That's beyondyourbreakup dot com slash free class.
4: Free talk live.
0: It's free top five 603-283-6160. If you want to call in, talk about whatever is on your mind. That's 603-283-6160. With you tonight, it's Aria. And Nikki. And we're talking about the the vaccine mandates and how Democrats are beginning to turn against them because presumably they've realized, hey guys, there's a midterm coming up next year and we're already expecting to get our asses handed to us, evidently. This, uh, this pushback against the, the mandate, it's not going to make things any better. However, the White House seems unbothered by all of it. Aides are convinced that the, Mac, that the mandates are necessary to finally tamp down the pandemic, which they believe is Biden's political end-all be-all. If he manages to defeat the pandemic... Presumably, that will help him get reelected in 2024, even though there is nothing the president of the United States can do to worsen or help or defeat a global pandemic. I don't know why people think it is within the scope of the powers of the president to do that, but he is, in fact, a flesh and blood mortal, and he is not capable of fighting forces of nature. Worse, uh, Biden is a senile flesh and blood mortal who is losing his mind. And they point to an uptick in vaccination rates after businesses and other institutions implemented their own mandates as evidence that they work. Well, yes, when you tell people you have to get this thing or you're fired, you won't be able to feed yourself or your family, shockingly, That level of extortion is effective.
1: And it's kind of scary that they're saying that, like, it's a good thing. Like, no, it works. If you threaten people, they'll just do it.
0: Because that's exactly what this was. It was a threat. It was extortion. It was, we're going to hold your livelihoods, your entire career, the life that you've built because you have to work to earn money and you need money to buy food and to pay rent and all these other things. We're going to hold that over your head and tell you that you can't have it if you don't obey. And now they're, we know it works. That's why the administration and the president will continue pressing forward, said White House Press Secretary Jen Psaki. Biden himself was initially skeptical of requirements that people be vaccinated against the coronavirus out of a belief that most Americans would jump at the chance to get their shots if they were free and easily accessible, proving that Joe Biden doesn't understand Americans. He wanted to steer clear of the politicization that has hampered much of the COVID-19 response, viewing mandates as a concept that could easily spark blowback. I wonder what changed his mind, because they did spark blowback, as evidently Biden thought they would. The concern all along was that mandates can be polarizing. Yes, forcing people to do things against their will by extorting them is a polarizing thing it shouldn't be because everyone should oppose such a horrific thing but it is that they have the potential to further entrench people in their resistance said celine gounder who advised the biden transition on the covid 19 response they really tried with incentives over the summer hoping they didn't have to go to the round of mandates oh god so they did do the incentive nonsense and that didn't work. I'm sure it worked for some people. Hey, here's at one point, wasn't it some city going through like the drug infested street, giving people cash to? Yeah,
1: they were doing that in Worcester, Massachusetts That's on South Main Street. They yes. were going up to known addicts or homeless people like, hey, I'll give you 40 bucks for your next fix.
0: <laughs> you yeah.
1: just take this vaccine. And they would do it. Yeah, of course they would.
0: There were also lotteries and giveaways and nonsense like that. It's like, look, donuts. if if this thing was really a good idea, none of this, like staying alive is enough of an incentive that it it would spur most people to go get the vaccine. Hey, get this vaccine or you're going to die from this disease. Okay, I'm listening.
1: Yeah, generally you don't need to bribe people and coerce them and blackmail and threaten them to do something that's a good idea
0: absolutely not it's also important to keep in mind the importance this issue had on the presidential election swing voters in particular strongly disagreed with donald trump's failure to act and ignorance towards the severity of the virus voters wanted leadership and a plan and president biden delivered i is dispute
1: that what all of that. they're calling it <laughs> is this what delivery is
0: This is rulership, not leadership, and I hate that so few people understand the difference. A ruler orders you what to do. A leader suggests to you what is probably a good idea to do. A leader is someone you choose to follow because you think it's going to benefit you. A ruler is someone you have to follow because otherwise they're going to inflict violence against you. Biden, like all politicians, is a ruler, not a leader. The White House is quick to point to polling show... To polling that shows voter support for its requirements for healthcare workers and large employers to be vaccinated. Yeah, well, I don't really care what the average voter thinks about requiring healthcare workers and large employers to be vaccinated. This is the issue with democracy as a whole, right? If, yeah. If I was injured, if I had some bizarre pain in my body that was going for weeks and weeks, I was like, okay, let's try democracy. I'm just gonna ask the internet what's wrong with me, and whatever they decide to do is what I'm going to do. That Terrible one, idea. That's a horrible idea. We Everyone immediately knows the flaw in that idea. It's like, okay, but the average person knows nothing about human anatomy, and what they're going to tell you is almost certainly, they're going to diagnose you with having a brain tumor or something, yeah. when really you just, you know, I, I, I don't know, because I'm not physically ill, but really you just have a stomach ache or whatever. Yeah. Or they're going to say you have a kidney stone when it's just a stomach ache, because the average person is not a doctor.
1: Well, and the thing with democracy is nobody's ever going to be happy because somebody is always losing.
0: Also, absolutely true.
1: You know, and it just completely crushes the idea of the individual because we're all different, we're all individuals, and we should we there's no one size fits all for what's going to work for people. So, whether that's medicine, laws, rules, regulations, no matter what it is, People should be able to make their own decisions because we're all different. We all have different priorities. We all have different wants and needs and goals, and that should be honored. And democracy just completely destroys any real hope of that.
0: Yeah, it's it's absolutely true. If you're a Democrat and the Republicans win, you're upset. It's ruined your life. If the Democrats win, the Republicans are upset. Imagine how it feels being a libertarian with this nonsense going on. No matter who wins, yeah, we don't get what we want.
1: And when you think about like a presidential election, for example, generally it's like pretty close. It's almost half and half. It's yeah. like a, a few percentages of what makes the difference of who wins or loses. So either way, almost half of the country is going to be disappointed. Almost half of the country is not going to have the ruler that they wanted.
0: It's absolutely silly, and it's all the more reason that the United States should just just break up. I mean, it's a system that perpetually has roughly 50% of the voting population unhappy with the results. And the non-voting population, which vastly outnumbers the voting population, is upset with the results no matter what. Because whether they mean to be or not, they're not taking part in this system of oppression that we call the state. They're anarchists. Yeah. Even if they're not ideologically anarchists, they don't want anything to do with it. They clearly just want to live their lives.
1: And actually, I think those are sometimes the happiest people. The people who aren't paying attention to any of this nonsense are just completely avoiding it. You know, they don't care about masks and vaccines because it doesn't pertain to them, because they're off somewhere living their own happy life taking control of their own fate, those are the happiest people. It's the people that are watching the news and that are constantly funneling this fear porn into their brains that are miserable and they're never going to be happy until they unplug from all of this nonsense. You
0: raise a really good point, but at a certain point, some of these people, I mean, if they're just trying to live there, they're still going to have to put on the mask to maintain employment. They're still going to have to get the job, Even if they don't pay attention to the news or whatever, their employer is still going to say, yeah, no. I know you haven't been paying attention, but you have
1: to wear this face diaper now. Quit. And if you don't, you're fired. Well, get fired. That's what I would recommend, right? <laughs> Just get I know fired. It's, it's not so easy, but yeah, sometimes you have to make it work. Start your own business. It's not impossible. A lot of people seem to be doing that. What do you think?
0: What's the best alternative to just letting them fire you? I mean, I think get, getting fired and starting your own business is definitely the way to go. But there's other paths that people have taken. Some of them just bow in and give them get the shot or whatever. 603-283-6160. There's more coming up here. It's Free Talk Live. talk live where you're invited to share your thoughts and opinions 603-283-6160 if you'd like to do that again that's 603-283-6160 with you tonight is aria and nikki and bitcoin as i understand it is still on sale so you can get it now over at bitcoin.com evidently you can buy bitcoin directly from bitcoin.com so if you want a safe reliable way to secure it Bitcoin.com has it for you. And if you just need to learn about cryptocurrency and Bitcoin and you're sitting there wondering, what is this blockchain stuff that my grandkids keep talking about? Click just getting started at the top of the page there. Bitcoin.com. Just take a few minutes out of your day to watch a couple of short videos. It'll teach you the basics. But if you already know about cryptocurrency and want to stay up to date, news.bitcoin.com has all of the news and headlines that you would ever want. News.bitcoin.com. You can stay as alert as you need to because the cryptocurrency world is an ever evolving space and it's important world changing technology. So it's time. If you haven't already get on over to Bitcoin.com. Let's go to the phones. We have Sarah calling from New Mexico. Sarah, you're on free talk live.
5: Yes. Um, I'm one of those, um, believers that the lunar landing was a big hoax. That it's a big lie. And there's, um,
0: why, why do you believe that?
5: Well, I heard it from um, a lot of people, but it also, well, it was a means. It was a way to convince the world that the so-called free world was superior to the communist world at that time. So then the Soviet Union, they've always had a better space system. Than the, uh, than the US and, and still today I hear that the only way to go out into orbit is go through Russia for so they have the launch pad in Russia and there's no other way to go up there from what I was told
0: Have you heard of SpaceX
5: what is that? what is a SpaceX I heard of, I heard of SpaceX
0: It's a company That's owned like- by Elon Musk that is routinely sending satellites and other stuff into orbit into space.
5: Well, then, then they have that um, the rocket launch, and they go into the the wasn't he Russian? I mean, no, no, he was a British uh, the somebody that, and then and they come down and like a spacecraft or a parachute or something.
0: Uh, there well, wasn't enough there the... for me to piece together the question. However, I will say that NASA, as well as SpaceX, are regularly, well, maybe not regularly, but they. They still launch satellites from here, uh, rockets from here in the United States that go into space. They launch probes that go out into space. So Russia, absolutely not the only ones capable of spacefaring travel at this point. So
1: I have this question for you, Sarah. So at the time of the first you know, 1969 launch to the moon with Neil Armstrong, there were people right. there that witnessed the rocket ship take off. So what do you, do you think that there really was a ship that no, was lying. launched from
5: the earth? Well, no, they just make up a lie and they, they grab any rock and they say that's from the lunar rock. And also I I knew, um like the person that was related, I mean, that knew about the Mormon church and one of the Mormon prophets had a vision like a hundred years ago. That there were people on the moon and they were brought, dressed like pilgrims, and I think that was the fashion of the universe. I think like everybody uh, hold, dressed hold on, like sir. pilgrims a hundred years ago. Hold on. And then he had a vision of the people living on the moon.
2: Uh, hold, um, on.
0: hold on, hold on, That sir. dressed
5: like pil- pilgrims. Yeah. Th-
0: this right. more this Mormon thing of pilgrims living on the moon. You find that to be more believable than the idea that people went to the moon in 1969 on a, on a scale of believability, the Mormon thing you just said is more believable.
5: Well, also that's, the only one of the, the, the spiritual prophets of this, of the, of the one that said, and then Emmanuel Swedenberg, he had an out of body experience with the angels. He wrote a book about the people on the moon. Also the ancient Saint Sanskrit, they had a chapter about, about people living on the moon. And also, they have a satellite image photo of the uh, civilization and city and convention centers and uh, sports arenas on the moon.
0: And you find all of this go- to be more credible than any of the videos or photographs or any other documents of the moon landing in 1969.
5: Well, because uh, yeah, well, well, they find out it's false because the the Earth and the moon was not moving. Because the Earth is moving at how many miles per hour? So if you are at, actually at the Moon, you can see the Earth rotating, and also the Moon the Moon ha- is moving around the Earth, even though it's once once every thirty days. So the Earth was not moving, and they had a lot of um, like flies on the helmet. They found a bunch of pictures uh, uh, that was taken at the white sands. Um, on the subject of the Earth up, not rotating,
0: yeah, the the Earth rotates in in Real terms, you know, I think it's 27,000 miles per hour or something like that. It sounds right, right. super fast, but it's also right. enormous. It takes a really, right. really long time. It's all about centrifugal force. You know, something spinning at X miles per hour on the outside is spinning around much more slowly than something spinning around on the inside at the same rate of speed. The Earth is very, very massive. So it if you were to take a baseball and spin it around as fast as the Earth is spinning, yeah, you would absolutely see it but something the size of the Earth, you're not going to notice. And it's 17,000, not 27,000. Thank you to a viewer at twitch.freetalklive.com for that correction. So you're not going to see it spinning. I mean, if you were to see the Earth spinning, if, if it was spinning fast enough that you could stand on the moon and watch it spin, we would be flying off of the Earth because it would be more powerful than the gravitational force keeping us on the Earth.
5: But, you know, all the sat- satellite uh, videos of the Earth, it, it it's always spinning. That's what I kind of remember. Because, I mean, I know that we have people that go out to the satellite. I mean, a lot of those are time-lapsed as well. Rotating. But the pictures, the videos that were taken of the lunar landing, the the Earth was not moving at all. And the moon was not moving at all.
0: Right, you but then, if you took a picture of, or a three-minute video of the sun just sitting there in the sky, you would be able to make a claim that, hey, look, this this three-minute video is proof the sun doesn't move. It's just a conspiracy theory that, you know, the time of day changes. Look, here's a three-minute video proving that the sun just sits there. And that's what you're seeing with the Earth footage of the Earth just sitting there not spinning. It's just like a three-minute clip of something. Well, no, of course you're not going to see any noticeable change within that time frame.
5: Well, and also they have, like I said, they have. That are suppressed by the u s government why would the u s government suppress photo. this well, because they want to make the america the u s uh like the most superior country, and we know that we're going to have an econ- uh, we're gonna have a civil war coming here soon we're going to be furloughed, and that's why the they could invade the Ukraine. you know they always portray that uh, the- russia Is, is inferior. the earth flat no, it's round
0: okay, but it's not spinning
2: right
5: well the, the earth is round and it's spinning and a lot, most one, of the images okay are, i mean I, I understand now it, the earth is rotating and so and the issue the with the moon photo to... is
0: that or the moon video rather is that you don't see the earth spinning but again if it was spinning around that fast enough for you to see it from the moon in like a four minute video clip we, we would be we would have been flung out into outer space uh thank you so much for the call tonight sarah uh I don't know what to say. I think the moon landing probably happened. I think that's a more impressive feat than faking it. And I think that would show, you know, America's space dominance more. But maybe I'm wrong. Give us a call. it's free talk live where you're invited to join us 603-283-6160 if you'd like to do that that's 603-283-6160 with you tonight, it's Aria and Nikki. And we're raising funds with Give Directly, the first nonprofit that allows you to give money directly to people living in extreme poverty. They locate recipients in need and use mobile money to send them cash with no strings attached. So they've helped more than 1 million people, delivering more than $400 million over the last decade. And research shows that giving cash to people living in poverty. ...can help drive a range of important positive changes in their lives like employment, nutrition, health, and education. Give.FreeTalkLive.com will take you directly there. And there it will also point out to you that Free Talk Live is matching your donations one-to-one up to $30,000. So if you're feeling generous this holiday season, there's no better way to help families in Kenya. This is going directly to families in Kalifi County and Bamak County in Kenya... Give.freetalklive.com Now, Sarah brought up an interesting thing, I guess I will call it, and we were talking about it during the break. Evidently, there are. it's not just the Earth is flat, the moon landing was fake. Some people believe the moon isn't real. And it took a little bit, because I had never heard this before, so I want to get into it. There was a three-hour presentation... According to this article, it was a flat Earth conference, so it's already in the Already defense. sounds legit. Yeah. <laughs> and it, Which contended that the universe is a giant egg. Not egg-shaped, but a giant egg. There was a Manchester musician who posited that the Earth is the shape of a diamond, and yet another who believes that the moon is a projection. Welcome to Flat Earth UK Convention. When people ask me what I believe, I can't say that I believe in anything 100%, Gary John tells the audience during his opening address, apart from that we don't live on a globe. So the only thing he believes 100% is that the earth is not a globe. That unshakable belief is one of the few points of total agreement for the 200 strong audience at this week's gathering. See, I always thought this was just nonsense, like like this flying spaghetti monster people, right? They're like They're just making a joke here. No. No, they're serious. These people actually believe the Earth is flat. There is less consensus, however, on what form the Earth actually takes. Some believe it to be a disk with the Arctic Circle in the middle, which is one I've never heard. I've always heard that the Arctic Circle is surrounding the flat Earth. Some believe that the circle is under a dome, above which there may or may not be an expanse of water. Others believe the Earth is just one in a series of ponds ...in a vast expanse of ice. And others still believe that the Earth exists beneath four cosmic rings... ...within a giant egg-shaped universe. Most do not believe in space. None believe mankind has ever traveled there. Which is why I asked Sarah whether or not she was a flat-earther. She was the one who got me down this rabbit hole... ...because I, I don't know a whole lot about why these people believe the Earth is flat... ...or any of that stuff. And I, I know that if you believe the Earth is flat... You can't believe in the moon landing because one directly disputes the other. One speaker, the musician Darren Nesbitt, dismisses the circular model of the Earth entirely, correctly critiquing that the sun would have to travel faster in the south to make it around the outer edge of the circle, which does not match our observations. You can't trust YouTube, he implores the audience during his talk. You have to be your own authority. So who did the, where are these people finding these videos and where are they getting their evidence if it's not YouTube? Because it's not going to be from scientific journals and stuff like that. So they've already <laughs> ruled those out. Then you have to rule out YouTube as well. I don't know where else you can find, quote, evidence supporting the flat earth theory.
1: You know, and I I respect their distrust of authority and the mainstream narrative and, you know, what they're told in public school. Like, I totally can get down with that. But I think if there was anything I didn't believe, I just feel like at this point, especially, we have so much evidence for space and the different planets and the moon. I mean, you can literally just look at it. So I think that's like a pretty solid. Well, according to them, that's
0: just a projection
1: projection of what the earth I... of what what is it a projection of
0: maybe the article will get into it but I I think it's just they're imagining NASA or whoever with why why what would what would be the point if if we live in a dome or whatever some surface onto which they could cast a projection what would they gain from casting a projection of what we call the moon onto the dome
1: and you know what it's like NASA spends like how many billions of dollars a year? just to like fool everybody? You know, it's I get the spending a lot of money on space exploration and you know the advancement of science, like that makes sense. But what is the point of spending all this money just to do nothing and just fool us all? Like NASA, so NASA's just like another like space Hollywood and they're not actually sending people up into space. All the rockets are there's just so many inconsistencies with these theories. And it seems like the story that we're told and the evidence we're given about space being real and, you know, everything as we kind of know it now, that seems to be more consistent than the Earth is flat, the moon's not real, and space isn't real. Like, there's just so many inconsistencies there.
0: I kind of hope I'm wrong here, but I suspect that most of our listeners and viewers are not flat earthers. But if one is, please call in and and explain to me. What is supposed to be gained from either, A, faking the existence of the moon or faking the entire universe into being a globe that's orbiting a sun? What is to be gained from NASA and the government doing that? The Earth, according to Nesbitt, is more likely a diamond shape with east-west travel facilitated by 4D space-time warps along the edges. Allowing for a Pac-Man version of reality where a traveler might sell off one side of the screen and appear at the
1: other side. Oh, that's pretty cool. I've I heard, love Pac-Man.
0: I've heard this theory before about the shape of the universe or about the nature of the universe because it's so big and massive that we really don't know. Yeah. But in and we we still don't know whether or not the universe is finite or infinite. Either one of those possibilities blows the mind when one stops to think about it. But if it's finite, it could very well be like that, where you go too far in one direction, you pop out the other side. It seems unlikely, but we really just don't know. But the Earth, I mean, people did this back in, you know, the 13th, 14th century. They just, like, set sail and discovered, oh, you know what, I can't go all the way around this thing. That diamond is propped up on seven circular pillars because God likes the number seven, he said. This version, he explains, fits the evidence better and is supported by the Bible in the book of Job. (laughs)
1: Okay, so God in the Bible is what is supporting the evidence? That's supposed to make this believable?
0: That's my best guess. Yeah. Is that the only reason people are flat earthers is because they're deeply religious, right?
1: Because the Bible and God already isn't believable and has zero credibility. So I don't know why, quote, you know, like, I don't know why that would make their. Well, to a Christian, the
0: Bible has plenty of credibility, right? All you have to do is believe it. And then it's completely credible because you believe it. You just need to believe harder. Several speakers throughout the weekend took time to highlight that evolution is a myth, accompanied by occasional heckles of monkey men from audience members. Definitely sounds like an ultra-fringe religious thing here. To their credit, there are members of the Flat Earth community who are determined to disprove the globe model through scientific experiments. Some use high-powered lasers over bodies of water to try to attempt to observe any curvature others create complex 3d models to explain the movements of the sun and stars although the ideas have persisted for generations the modern flat earth phenomena is surprisingly recent with some dispute when i first encountered the community in 2013 flat arguments flat earth arguments played out on a fringe message board well they're they're still playing out on fringe message boards the only difference is the internet has grown and it allows these communities to more effectively interact with one another However, if there were disbelievers among the 200 attendees at the conference, they were exceptionally convincing. There seems little doubt of the sincerity of modern flat earth proponents. I have no doubt that they're sincere in their beliefs, but sincerity isn't enough. You have to actually be right as well. 603 283 6160. We won't heckle you if you're a flat earther. I'm generally just curious. It's Free Talk Live. and thoughts are welcome 603-283-6160 if you'd like to share them 603-283-6160 with you tonight it's aria and nikki and our friend rich paul also known as nobody is not currently allowed to be on the show so bonnie has been going through some old videos of his compiling quotes together and we like sharing those quotes here because I mean, he he can't actively make you know public statements, but he's made them in the past, and some of them were pretty good, like this one. I just want to say that black lives matter, and until black lives are treated like they matter, then you can't say all lives matter because you're leaving people out. And there's a strong tendency among some libertarians to respond to Black Lives Matter with, well, obviously— all lives matter, therefore black lives matter. But I think that's bad branding on the part of black lives matter. It's short and it's it's clever, sure. But what the black lives matter movement is saying is that black lives should matter and that they currently don't. The the should is sort of implied in black lives matter. A lot of people say, well, obviously black lives should black lives matter, but that's they kind of don't in the United States. And that's why it's important to actually spread messages like this instead of just all lives matter. I mean, true. It's literally true that if all lives matter, then black lives would also matter, but you can't say all lives matter until black lives actually matter. So thank you. Nobody for those quotes over the years. Let's go to the phone. We have Dell calling from Georgia Dell. You're on free talk live.
4: Right on. Okay. Uh, You know, I understand, Sarah. That was a previous caller, I believe. Yes, the caller Uh, who
0: called in to say that she did not believe that the moon landing was real. Evidently, um, Matt also, uh, Roach, who often is on the show, I think on Thursday nights. Yeah, he's on Thursdays. uh, Agrees. I was hoping he was going to sit in for a few minutes, but he ended up having other stuff to do, I guess.
4: Well, you know, I understand why people... Don't believe the government. I think we all understand why we, you know, the government lies to us.
0: They lie but, unless it's more convenient for them to tell the truth.
4: Yeah, absolutely. And the uh, okay, I wanted to bring up one point she said about the Earth spinning, and you didn't see the Earth spinning from the Moon. Okay, the space station is sailing over at about eighteen thousand miles an hour. And it may be going they, – they see, what is it, a, a sunrise every 20 minutes, I think. That's why she sees the Earth spinning. It's because of that. I hope that was clear. And I have another point I'd like to bring up for them to qu- – did we fake Apollo 13 and that disaster? You know, Tom Hanks and all of that. You know what I mean? That's a pretty good movie. Uh, Yes, but why would we fake that to you know they're going to the moon and uh, that would be absurd. Okay, we're going to fake a disaster in space too to verify that we didn't really la- I don't know. I, I, don't I don't either.
0: I would assume the argument there. I mean, I'm not one of these conspiracy theorists, so I don't know, but I Right. I you know, there's two different ways to take this. Either they faked the Apollo thirteen, you know, mishap that caused the accident that, you know, made them not go to the moon or whatever, because the first time they went to the moon, they found actual beings there or whatever, and they were warned to not come back. So they were like, okay, well, we still got to follow through with the American public. So let's send a fake ship out there that's going to have technical difficulties and have to come back. I I could see that argument being made. But as
4: to but the last landing was in 1970. What did we go six times? Uh, I mean, I'm old enough. I watched Neil Armstrong and Buzz Aldrin and Michael Collins. They. I wanted to be Neil Armstrong when I was six years old, and uh, but you know, you know, we had the moon buggy, and uh, you know, I don't know. Uh, uh, But uh, I think Sarah
0: is about the same age well maybe a little younger so but still she would have you know have been aware of the moon landing thank you so much for the call tonight dale one of my favorite things that i've ever seen in the doctor who series the reboot i've never seen any of the original ones but it was this episode all about the moon landing and stuff like that and the doctor pointed out as they were showing the clip that every single human being for the rest of eternity as humans explored the stars and other planets and colonized them Every single one at some point in their lives would watch that video of Neil Armstrong on the moon. And that's a beautiful thing. And it doesn't matter whether you're from Russia or China or the United States or whatever. Sure, the United States was the first one to do it. I think so far they've been the only one to actually put people on the moon. But it doesn't matter. The United States didn't put people on the moon. Human beings went to the moon. And I think that's an important sentiment because before we can go anywhere else, we have to go to that closest rock.
1: Yeah, exactly. And that closest
0: rock is the moon. And whether I'm wrong or not, I view it as hopeful for the long-term future of humanity that can't just sit here on Earth forever because Earth is going to die. And if human beings—and that's not a conspiracy theory. That's a scientific fact. It may be very far off, billions of years from now, but it will happen. If humans never figure out how to get to the moon, then they never figure out how to get anywhere else. And I tend to think humans will ultimately solve those problems. Maybe they won't. So, getting back into the story about the flat Earth and all of this stuff, it doesn't really say a whole lot. Fame in the flat Earth is world is not without its pitfalls. Sergeant, one guy was booked to speak at the conference before he gave interviews to the BBC in which he espoused his belief that the Earth exists under a dome like a snow globe. These interviews reflected badly on the community, presumably because it sounds like nonsense, because it is. So he contacted Sargent to air his concerns over the interviews and how they were perceived by members of the flat Earth community. In response, Sergeant publicly and acrimoniously withdrew from the conference. So they want to be able to believe that the Earth is flat, but they don't want to be... They don't want to say that in public because they realize how ridiculous it sounds that that they'll be ridiculed and mocked when
1: they say that. You think like if somebody like truly believes something that they would be comfortable telling everybody, you know, like if you think you're right and you think that you have the evidence to back it up, why are you ashamed of that belief? You know, like why wouldn't you feel comfortable with other members of your community voicing similar things?
0: Well, as you seem to be finding on Facebook, this seems to largely be an ultra-religious phenomenon.
1: Yeah, I'm waiting approval into a Facebook group. What was it called? It was like...
0: Christians Against the Round Earth or something like (laughs) that. It was like...
1: Christians um, United... Flat Earthers United in Christ. So let's see if I can get in there and maybe I can provide a little bit of inside scoop.
0: I mean, that's the only explanation I can think of of why anyone would believe that the earth is flat. Because, I mean... If you read the Bible, the Torah, the, the Quran, or any of these others, I mean, they they don't explicitly say that the earth is flat, but the stories that they tell and the descriptions they use only make sense if the earth is flat. And of course, at the time when all these stories were being handed down via oral tradition, they most people believed that the earth was flat. And all the way up until Copernicus, the average person believed the earth was flat. And even after Copernicus it was still believed that the earth was flat. So it's not surprising that the early religious texts or that you know were written more than 2000 years ago or give or take 2000 years are written from the perspective of a flat earth and if you want to believe those texts to be true you do sort of have to believe in the yeah. flat earth.
1: If God's all knowing then yeah I guess you would. And you know I can I can respect
0: them from that point of view. Okay, you're you're riding this crazy train no matter where it goes. I Consistency. I that, yes. But if you want to be a Christian, point to the Bible as an authority and just say, oh, well, it's, it's misleading in these descriptions about the earth being flat. No, either go all in or go home. That's my point of view. And it seems these people have at least gone all in. Uh, one guy dedicated his talk to, quote, debunking the debunkers, <laughs> dismissing arguments from globalist physicists like Neil Tyson, who I hate for entirely different reasons, it was hard not to be charmed by this person's charisma and confidence as he took us through some of his refutations of the criticisms leveled at his theories. Even as he, even if his understanding of distant scale and the movement of bodies in a closed system left a lot to be desired. And that's essentially what we ran into from Sarah who pointed out that, you know, the videos of the astronauts, they, they showed the earth just sitting there not moving, which is exactly what you would expect. And anyone who understood the scale of, of things that was happening here, be like, well, of course, you're not going to see the Earth spinning if you're looking at it from the moon over a period of four minutes. Just like if you're standing on the Earth looking at the moon, you're not going to see it spinning in the period of four minutes. That's actually because the moon is locked gravitationally locked with the Earth. So the same direction is always facing us. So the moon is actually rotating at the same speed at which it orbits the Earth. But that aside, you're not going to see the moon spinning around, even if it was actively spinning around at a different rate. Let's move on to something else, because that gave me a headache trying to explain it. I feel like I didn't say it very well. 603-283-6160, if you want to weigh in. Talk about the flat earth, or change the subject to something entirely, because that's what you can do. It's Free Talk Live.
3: Free
4: Talk Live.
0: It's Free Talk Live, off in the weeds tonight, and it's it's really a shame that Roach didn't hang around because I feel like he would, he would really be enjoying this particular episode of Free Talk Live, where you can call in, take control of the airwaves, and talk about whatever you want. 603-283-6160 is the call in line if you want to do that. That's 603-283-6160. With you tonight, it's Aria. And Nikki. And I did not expect when I came here tonight to find myself talking about flat earth theories and fake moon landings. I mean, it's not that I didn't not expect the fake moon landing thing because that, that that's fairly common among people. I think my father believes the moon landing is fake. I'm not really sure because he's an idiot in so many other regards that anytime he opens his mouth, I just tune him out. However, other people do believe that the moon landing was fake who aren't idiots And I'm curious to know what they think, why they and why they believe it. And that got us into, you know, all sorts of different subjects and where where I said during the last segment that in order to be a flat earther, I mean, you basically have to be. How did I phrase it? In order to be a Christian, you basically have to be a flat earther. And of course, that that got some attention. So let's go to the phones. We have Jack calling from Washington. Jack, you're on Free Talk Live.
6: Yeah, you know, um, I'm a Christian. I believe the moon landing was real. I believe the earth is a globe. And, you know, you quoted some scriptures a minute ago, but a globe could be held up by pillars.
0: Okay, hold on, because
6: you you started talking with me about the Hold hold on, Jack,
0: because you started talking about this with me during the break on the phone, and I asked you to hold on and save it for the air. During this call, you asked me if I could point to any Bible verses that said the earth is flat. Well I said yeah. during the la- yes I said during the last segment that the Bible at no point explicitly says that the earth is flat. it just uses descriptions that strongly suggest the earth is flat and that would not make sense in the context of a round earth so no, I, I admitted I, in the last I, segment I that the Bible never explicitly said the earth is flat. however, these statements these descriptions only make sense from the point of view of a flat earth.
6: how so again? A globe can be held on pillars.
0: Northeast, south, and west west can be considered corners of the earth. But they're not corners. They're not corners. That's not what a corner is. They're
6: referred to as corners by modern day,
0: maritime. No, they're referred to corners by biblical people who existed 3,000 years ago who were too ignorant to realize the earth is a globe and doesn't have corners.
6: What's the definition of libertarianism? Or being a what is the definition
0: I, I can't define libertarianism off the top of my head adherence to the non-aggression principle would be my off the cuff definition
6: isn't it basically you long as it doesn't affect you you don't attack other people's
0: beliefs or oh no. no 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 I can attack any beliefs I want and and to say to stand there and say to a trans person from deep that in the... What the isn't hold that what the
6: government does, to, no, the government does
0: I, I'm attacking with,
6: what The government does
0: I'm attacking with words, Jack. Don't even dare pretend like that's the same thing as what the government but does. The but government hold, on, hold, on second, hold on a second, Jack. Hold on a second, Jack. Because you just Go suggested ahead. that the trans person from deep in the Bible Belt, from the state of Mississippi, raised by Southern Baptists, has no right to speak about Christianity because somehow... It didn't affect me. I got news for you, dude. This crap affected me through most of my life in ways that you can't even comprehend.
6: I was a Jehovah's Witness, and it came to believe in Jesus, not in religion at any level. Catholic, Baptist,
0: Mormon. So let's get to these Bible verses. Uh, corners of the earth doesn't make any sense outside of the, yes, in it the does, context dude. of a globe. Okay, you show me on the globe where the corners are. Take a basketball. It's which, east, south, and west, man. It's, those it's those are labels. all over the place. Those are labels. Okay, take a basketball. There's dude. a label in the Bible, too. Take a basketball and show me where the corners are on that basketball.
6: Well, I could reference them if I needed to for How? different reason. How? It's a circle. I put, a, I put an N on the top, an E on the right, an S on the bottom, and a uh, W on the left. Okay, They're so it, I, I get it. it it's American
0: just, law. It's not maritime law. I get it, though. It's yes, just not sure meant is. to you be taken. It. It's not meant to be taken literally. Is that right? Yes, yeah, just like the uh, Bible wasn't necessarily taken to be literal. Well, well there's lots of scriptures. Then, then why? Then true. why should I take any part of it to be literal? There, there's no indication in any of yeah. these verses that are not meant to be taken literally. It's not like it says, "Hey, by the way, this statement about God holding the pillars of the earth firm—that's metaphorical. The earth doesn't actually have pillars." Don't take that statement literally. There's no indication of that within the Bible. It's just when something is scientifically inconvenient for Christians, they go, "Oh no, that's metaphorical." But this part about hell and the damnation and the Jesus rising from the dead—all oh, of that's
6: bullshit. literal. Oh damn it! I'm gonna get cut. Why? Oh, uh, you, you can put a, you can put a globe on on pillars.
0: Okay, I'm not saying that you can't. I'm saying that there's no indication within the Bible that when they say the pillars of the earth being held firm, that it's not referring to pillars of an actual earth, well, right? You it's, know just, it's just Christians like you coming behind later saying, oh man, that's scientifically invalid. It turns out if we take this book that we say is the word of God and we say that it's literally true because it's the word of God, then it's been proven factually wrong by science so what's the solution? Was it that? oh, that's not literal. That b- biblical passage about the pillars of the earth and the corners of the earth, that's metaphorical. That thing about the roof of the earth not caving in, that's also metaphorical. All of that's metaphorical. But this part about damnation here and Jesus coming back as a zombie, that's literal. That's not. That's not a metaphor for anything. Even though, you know, in the realistically the whole story of jesus is probably a metaphor for astrology and christians just don't realize that they're engaging in sun worship and you know astrology because they're silly and they think that christianity is somehow different and didn't co-opt all of these pagan religions that were built on sun worship and astrology so anyway that's what christians do jack and it's frustrating because you want if you want me to believe any part of this book is literally true and this same book has no suggestion anywhere within it about what is true and what isn't true, what is literal and what is metaphorical, then what you're handing me is garbage. You're handing me a scientific document, something that you're claiming represents absolute truth in the universe. And you're saying, but some of this, by the way, some of this is not actually true, and it's up to you to figure it out. And I don't believe in any sort of creator that's interacting with humans. Someone may have created this universe or this metaverse or whatever. I don't know. However, if such a being did create this universe and wanted to interact with us, and the best thing that this entity could do to communicate with us is to give us this book thousands of years ago by people who passed it down by oral tradition who lived in a desert and who used metaphors to suggest who use metaphors in a way that in modern context and modern understanding suggests that they didn't have a clue what they were talking about. But in reality, it's because some of it's literal and some of it's metaphorical. Then that being who devised that wickedly stupid plan is not worthy of my worship in the first place because I can communicate better than that. I'm not just going to go, okay, here's an hour and a half documentary I'm making. Some of this isn't actually true. Some of it is. Figure it out. And that's the creator of the universe is absolutely insane. And what I put up here, referencing the Bible verses in question, there are so many of them, like Job 28, 24, Psalm 48, 10, Proverbs 34, Revelation 7, 1. Now, the last time Jack called and we had a discussion about something, I don't remember exactly what he refused to admit that the the Bible, we were arguing about slavery or something. He refused to admit that these passages were even in the Bible, right? The, I was just making them up out of thin air, even as I was giving him the actual Bible verses. And so kudos to him for calling back after that. Hopefully he looked into the Bible verses that I talked about then, but he didn't want to talk about that tonight. So <laughs> a lot of the Bible, absolutely, it's got some great stuff in it. But that isn't undone by the by the reality that it's not a scientific document. It's it's not somewhere somewhere I would go if I wanted to learn the way things actually are. It's where I would go if I want to learn how people who existed 3,000 years ago thought how things were.
1: And yeah, if anything, it's a history lesson. It is. And you
0: know, so much of it has been proven untrue at this point that eventually Christians are just going to have to say no, the entire thing is metaphorical. No part of it is meant to be taken literally it's just it's just useless but maybe i'm wrong 603-283-6160 you're more than welcome to call and enlighten us there's more coming up it's free talk live Free Talk Live, where as always, you're invited to join the discussion, 603-283-6160, if you'd like to do that. That's 603-283-6160. With you tonight, it's Aria. And Nikki. And we've been telling you about how Intercoin can help any business and organization launch their own currency or raise money using their own token. Well, Intercoin has launched its investor token worldwide, and for the first time, it's available on an exchange Two exchanges, in fact, exmarkets, that's exmarkets.com, where all you need to sign up is an email address, which means you can actually keep your privacy intact. You can then deposit dozens of different cryptocurrencies, trade them for Tether, and use that to buy ITR, which is the Intercoin investor token. Or you can get it at Uniswap. Yeah, Uniswap, all of which you can find at intercoin.org. That's where you can find links to those exchanges. That's intercoin.org, I N T E R coin. Dot org now before we got into a, a very deep rabbit hole of flat earth and christianity and stuff like that there was an article i wanted to get into because i don't understand the science behind it i'm not saying that it's wrong i'm just saying it doesn't make sense based on what i know about how vaccines work pfizer is saying that The booster neutralized Omicron, but the variant may elude two two doses. And the only way I could see this as making sense is if they mean if you had your second dose six months ago, a booster would help. And even then, I have to dispute the the science. I I don't have to dispute the science behind it, but it doesn't convince me. Pfizer said that a third dose of their COVID-19 vaccine did neutralize the Omicron variant in lab tests but that the two-dose regimen was significantly less effective at blocking the virus, which suggests that they do mean three doses rapidly in a row. At least that's how this article has phrased it. A third dose increased antibodies 25-fold compared with two doses against the Omicron variant. Still, I I want to know the time frames of these, and it's not telling me.
1: Well, I guess you're supposed to get, them. how, I think it's like, a month apart or something?
0: You're supposed to get the, uh, the, that was first, the first one to... and then wait 21 days and get the second one. And I think 14 or 21 days after that, you're considered fully vaccinated.
1: Yeah, but then I think now they want you to do a third one.
0: They do. Um, the United Kingdom wants you to get a shot every three months, I think. For the rest of your life? Well, they're not saying that part. Until it yes. kills you? <laughs> yeah, well, they're not saying that. But yeah, essentially... They just don't seem to want to recognize the reality that COVID-19 is here and it's not going away and that there's no measure you can take to make it go away. We don't do this about any other flu, which does occasionally kill people. So a third dose increased antibodies. Two doses may prove effective in preventing severe illness from COVID-19. They don't have any evidence to support that, though, from what I can tell. Because immune cells are able to recognize 80% of parts of the spike protein that the vaccine targets. It doesn't sound very impressive.
1: You know what's so ironic about this? So we were reading an article earlier in the show from the New York Times about misinformation and how you know several news sources are promoting all of this right-wing misinformation and conspiracy theories. But it's ironic because when you go to articles like that who are, you know, speaking out against health effects from the vaccine or how masks don't work, things like that, that might be considered misinformation by the mainstream media, they always cite their sources. They're always, you know, they always have evidence to back up what they're saying. 90% of the time, the articles that I'm reading, they're always backing up what they're saying. They're always, you know, providing data to support what they're saying. But then you go to articles like this, and they never support what they're saying. They're just like, "Nope, you know, I'm this credible news source from the mainstream media, and you should just believe what I say because I'm from the New York Times or the Washington Post or wherever." You know, they never actually provide any evidence. You know,
0: they they do link to something here, but I want to say, oh, we're actually correct. They're not saying a booster will help against the Omicron variant, they're saying just three shots. They want to take the original two-shot thing and turn it into a three-shot thing because the finding from the company's early study and one by scientists in South Africa, which they did link to, suggests that three doses will be needed to produce a similar immune response against Omicron as was provided by just two doses against earlier strains of the virus. So now... You're not fully vaccinated against the Omicron variant at two shots. You have to get three shots, presumably spaced 21 weeks apart or whatever. This is a massive gift to the pharmaceutical industry. Oh, right. We're not making enough money. I mean, we're making record profits here, and all of our stocks are way, way up, and our CEOs are sitting fat making huge amounts of money, but we're not making enough. It's not enough that United Kingdom is now saying, nope, you have to get a booster every three months. We have to make... The initial round of two shots, no longer good enough. Now you have to have three shots to even be considered fully vaccinated. And again, we're not talking about a booster six months down the line. We're talking about three shots just to get that first fully vaccinated status. Absolutely insane. And they'll get away with it. It also bolsters the case for repeated and periodic boosters to maintain people's immune defenses against an evolving COVID-19, the company said. No. It suggested exactly the opposite, that you need three doses to produce a similar immune response against Omicron as was needed against any of the other strains. So it's saying that you have to have not a booster, but three shots in the same way that you needed two shots previously. They say this is very positive news. I I bet it is for them because now they're going to make even more money. That should make everyone even more motivated to get vaccinated and get a booster, said Pfizer Chief Scientific Officer Michael Dilston.
1: Oh, I, yeah, he loves that. I'm, you he, guys should be excited. Give me your money. Woohoo!
0: I mean, they are absolutely making record profits. It's disgusting. The company's current vaccine will provide a strong defense against Omicron, especially if people get a booster shot. The three dose regimen, he noted, could provide stopgap protection against Omicron through the winter and until a new vaccine targeted directly at the variant would be ready if needed. So it's unclear whether they mean a booster shot or three shots to reach fully vaccinated status. I I don't know which, and the article isn't being very clear about it because it's not pointing out the timelines here. But don't worry, three shots will do for now. But we're going to develop a vaccine against the Omicron variant itself and then you'll just have to get that fourth shot, and you'll be fully vaccinated against that variant. But you'll have to get a booster shot for that. Here, here's your second. You know, here's where we're going. Here's your second COVID nineteen vaccination card, just for the Omicron variant.
1: And that's the thing too. It's like with all these boosters, they're gonna. There's only four slots, I think, on the that cards. Fine, there's yeah. the two initial doses that you allegedly needed. And then there's two extra slots for like it says like other. I think so. Which was which should have been foreshadowing into them wanting to administer more boosters.
0: I thought it was obvious to everyone just based on how colds work that they were they were gonna need an additional vaccine, presumably every forty-five days based on what they said initially, but the only way I could see this working is they have a new vaccine card just for the Omicron variant, in addition to your previous vaccination card. It's getting crazy, but well, it's been crazy. Six zero three, two eight three, sixty one sixty. It's free talk live.
2: Yeah! Come on!
4: It's
0: free talk live. Join the conversation, take control of the airwaves, and talk about whatever is important to you. 603-283-6160 if you'd like to do that. Again, that's 603-283-6160. With you tonight, it's Arya And Nikki. And we're giving away a second BitBox here in the coming weeks. For those who don't know, the BitBox is a hardware wallet for cryptocurrency. But unlike other wallets, BitBox's software is 100% open source, which helps it to avoid some of the problems that other hardware wallets sometimes have. If you want a chance to win this one, it's no screenshots necessary, none of that. All you have to do is join the Amps program at amps.freetalklive.com. that will take you directly to our Patreon, where we'll be choosing one of our supporters at random on an episode of Freer Talk Live in the future. And although we like being able to offer a bonus to our supporters, the real reason you should join is because you want to support the show. But a free hardware wallet, all the more reason to sign up. Amps.freetalklive.com will take you directly there. That's amps.freetalklive.com. Now, during the break, Nikki, you and I got into a conversation about Sweden and microchips. God only knows how we got into it. The Omicron specific vaccination card, I guess, led us to this conversation. Yeah. Led us to this article you have about Sweden, where people are actually getting microchips in them to show their vaccination status.
1: Yes. So the first article I found was actually from 2018. So this isn't a new thing. So then I went and found another article from 2021. One that was kind of fact-checking it. Yes, it is true. And then the second one actually said... It was pretty pretty similar to the original article that I found in 2018. So it doesn't seem like it's widely adopted. They phrase it like thousands of people are doing it and that it's widely adopted... But really, in 2018, it says only 4,000 people had done it. In over the past few years, I think only 3,000 more had. So it didn't seem like it was a huge phenomenon, but NPR wanted to make it seem like it was. Well,
0: 7,000 people getting this microchip to yeah. show their vaccination status is still alarming.
1: But it's not just for vaccination status. Oh, it's not. It's for everything allegedly. Like social security number, so, all your information, so full-on
0: mark of the beast kind of stuff.
1: Totally is not a uh, breach of personal information. I mean, that there's no way that that could go wrong.
0: No, and <laughs> you know the, the worst way it could go wrong is probably what's going to be coming is if some central bank digital currency manages to tie your your wallet directly to that microchip, and then they all you have to do to make a purchase is scan that, scan that microchip or whatever and obviously by doing that if you don't jump through all of their hoops if you don't get all of their vaccines they can just cut you off instead of just banning you from the grocery store saying hey you're not vaccinated you can't be here they'll just cut off your chip say no can't can't spend money anymore and people are actually doing this thousands of them in sweden
1: so, technology continues to get closer and closer to our bodies, from the phones in our pockets to the smartwatches on our wrists. Now, for some people, it's getting under their skin. In Sweden, a country rich with technology, technological advancement, thousands have had microchips inserted into their hands. The chips are designed to speed up users' daily, daily routines and make their lives more convenient. Addressing well, that, I'll
0: give it to you that on, uh, on in some circumstances, on some occasions, it's easier to just whip up my phone and like scan a QR code or pre- present a QR code or whatever. That's why cryptocurrency here in Keene has been so successful because it's so unbelievably convenient to just take out your phone, scan a code, and hit send.
1: But when you want to, you can get rid of your phone. Yes. How do you get rid of this microchip? Do I have to, like, dig it out from under my skin? I mean, like, that's crazy. Can you get it removed? Who knows? It's presumably at the, It's creepy.
0: Presumably at this point, one could just go to the doctor and be like, hey, I, want, I got this implanted and I want it taken out. I'm not necessarily opposed to microchips and stuff like that. I'm fine. If you want to microchip my dog... I'm fine with that. That helps Damn. me as the person who's taking care of this dog. If she gets lost or whatever, the vet will scan her and, hey, let's get in touch with Aria and get this dog back home. However, I'm not getting any microchips implanted into me. because. My, Go ahead.
1: My issue with it is just that it seems to have, like, all their information in it. Yeah, so like that's just it's like a little too far. Like your credit card numbers and you know, your all of your identification. It's just, it's just like you can scan your microchip and like everything about you just pops up. I mean, that's not safe.
0: <laughs> Imagine how useful it would be in China or some other totalitarian regime where they do have social credit systems and stuff yeah. like that and they can just cut off your access to the financial world. That's why the Chinese government wants their central bank digital currency so badly so that if your social credit score gets low enough they can just cut you off and then you you starve to death you you have to die yeah so th- that's why i oppose these things because i know how authoritarian regimes can and will abuse them
1: yeah that's why i'm concerned because i think i mean who knows sweden could be heading in that direction i don't know too much about sweden but I mean we talked the US about, definitely is.
0: They absolutely are. And we talked about the Bible earlier and all of that and you know I'm not a believer in the Bible but you know they did there is something to be said about Christians being concerned about the mark of the beast and you know having to be yeah. microchipped in order to buy groceries and stuff like that. Anything that sounds like that sounds like a bad idea. And it's not because I believe the Bible is right or anything like that. And I think anyone who sits around thinking about the future of humanity long enough will will come to certain ideas, and among those is this idea. there's The word microchip obviously isn't in the Bible. It just talks about people having the number of the the mark of the beast as, I I don't know, it doesn't say implanted in their skin or anything like that. I don't recall exactly what it says, but anyone who recognizes human nature and the tendency of authoritarian governments would realize that, yes, they they want control over you, and if they have the ability to cut off your access to the economy— if they're sufficiently upset with you, then they don't need a prison system at that point. They yeah. don't they don't need re education centers at that point.
1: It's so way cheaper. You just let you starve in your own house. Yeah.
0: All they need at that point is the mechanism in place for them to say, Yep, nope. You 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 can't say that online, so for the next week you can't buy groceries or you yeah. can't eat out or you can't spend money or whatever. It's dangerous technology. And I think that's why it should be avoided. Just like I oppose, you know, this mind-reading technology, people are developing actual technology headsets that you can wear that will read your brain waves and allow you to control things on screen and stuff. It sounds like a good idea until you realize the ramifications that it has.
1: I saw a post, not to get off topic, but I saw a post where there was a headset similar to what you were talking about and it recreates people's dreams. And everybody's commenting, oh my gosh, that's so cool. And I'm like, cool? That's freaky. Like, I don't want... It to be out in the open, like my dreams. It's just a personal, private thing. And I think once I think that sort of technology can be misused very easily. Similarly to this, where they're kind of taking advantage of people's need for want for convenience. And, you know, they throw away all sense of security and privacy for the means of convenience.
0: Well, most people did that long ago. So I guess for most people, this is just another step of not yeah. having privacy. But yeah, my take on it is that one's mind should be in in insurmountable that technology for mind reading and all of these other things. That's just technology that we as a species should be smart enough to say, you know, this is stuff that we need to stay far, far yeah. the hell away from and never do any research into it because it, it's terrifying. And at this point, yeah, it is just controlling a cube on screen or whatever. But the first airplane only flew a few dozen feet. Yeah. And now we've put a man on the moon, uh, unless you ask Sarah, in which case that w- didn't actually happen. But we at least had the technology to fake a moon landing. Yeah. And that was just in a few decades as well from the invention of the of the video camera. So technologies start very small and they never end up where they began. Now we have 3D movies and all of that. We're less than a little over a century away from the invention of the video recorder. I don't want to know where mind-reading technology can go because I don't think it's technology that the humans should ever have explored in the first place. And it, it alarms me that the species wasn't smart enough or prescient enough to go, you know what, yeah, no, we're not letting governments have access to this technology. So we're just not going to develop it ever. 603-283-6160 if you want to weigh in. That's 603-283-6160. It's Free Talk Live. It's Free Talk Live. With you tonight it's been Aria and Nikki. And I want to say thank you to Kristen E, who is tonight's amplifier. This means that Kristen is a member of the Amps program. You can find it at amps.freetalklive.com. That's amps.freetalklive.com. That takes you directly to our Patreon where if you like the show, the ideas of liberty. A show, nationally syndicated radio show that allows anyone to call in and talk about anything that's important to them, whether it's the moon landing or whether or not the Bible says the earth is flat. If you value that, joining the AMPS program is the best way to show that. That's amps.freetalklive.com. It's used to advertise, market, promote, and support the show to get us on more radio stations. All of that great stuff. So, Kristen, thank you so much for your support. All we ask is $5 per month. That gets you in. And although it does have some cool perks, really really, the reason you should join is because you value the ideas of liberty and you want us to reach a ar- larger audience with our show. That's amps.freetalklive.com. Now, we've exhausted these subjects as much as we can, but this is somewhat related, so I wanted to dig it into it. Evidently, there was an Amazon outage yesterday. I didn't know anything about that. I didn't either. I did notice that some packages that I was having, that was supposed to deliver yesterday got delayed until today. What a horrible inconvenience that was. I know. And that was it. I didn't think about it as being an outage. I just figured, oh, well, the truck ran into some some bad weather or something. No, there was an actual outage at Amazon Inc.'s cloud computing arm, which left thousands of people in the U.S. without working fridges, Roombas, and doorbells highlighting just how reliant people have become on the company now when i first started hanging out with one friend of mine he he had we we had never hung out outside of work or anything like that he just knowing that i'm into technology and bitcoin and all of this stuff he was like i bet you're one of those people who has a smart everything in your home aren't you Uh, oh no 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 see you're one step from learning everything you need to know about me that is that crap will never be anywhere near my home i don't want a smart fridge I want a 1980-something refrigerator that all it does is keep my food cold. I don't want it to tell me the outside temperature or any of that nonsense. I want a doorbell that rings, and that's it. If I have security cameras, it's because I put them there, not because Amazon is watching things for me and it's yeah. not some cloud-based... I don't want a Roomba. I will just sweep the floor or vacuum it myself or hire someone, to who isn't Amazon. <laughs> I, this Internet of Things... I don't know of any IT person, anyone who has seriously done IT work throughout their life who is like, yeah, this is going to be great. Every IT person that I've ever encountered is like, no, you you should run screaming from this stuff because it's horrifically unsecure. And it makes you reliant on Amazon. Imagine not being able to, I don't know what a smart fridge does because I can't even fathom. I can't even,
1: yeah, I can't fathom what a smart
0: fridge would do. I, I can't either. can can you open it with the app? Or, I mean, what does it mean that your smart fridge is no longer working? It's no longer keeping things cold? I can, and why, why would your Roomba stop working just because it can't get the latest signal from Amazon? Why should it be? It's all very confusing. Evidently, the disruption began at about 10 a.m. yesterday morning. It also upended package deliveries, took down major streaming services and prevented people from getting into Walt Disney parks. So even Walt Disney relies on Amazon. Affected Amazon services included the voice assistant Alexa and the Ring small doorbell unit. Irate device users tweeted their frustrations to Ring's official account, while many complaining that they spent time rebooting or reinstalling their apps and devices before finding out on Twitter that there was a general Amazon Web Services outage. Multiple Ring users even said they weren't able to get into their homes without access to the phone app, which was down. Now, this is a major problem. I bought a water filter recently from uh, Walmart, and I was horrified to find out that the first instruction that they provided was to install an app, because evidently the water purifier is Bluetooth-enabled. Why? I I, I know. I can't fathom any need I would ever have to monitor my water filter with You have an app. one job. Filter the water. To make matters worse, it has lights on it, right? Letting me know the status yeah. of the filter. When it's when it's clean and in good condition, it's green. When it's, you know, getting worse off, it's yellow. And when it's time to be replaced, it turns red. I can't imagine an app for this water filter doing anything beyond telling me what color the light is. Or yeah. what the status of the filter is. But there are already lights on the stupid thing that I can look at and see. So why have... And I hate thinking... Now that I think about it, I want to go home and destroy the thing because it is a smart water filter by definition, right? But no, it's not connected to the internet. And I think that's part of the criteria for me. But still, no no water purifier should ever have Bluetooth It's so unnecessary.
1: So apparently with the smart refrigerators, it... It's connected to the internet, and it apparently alerts you when things need to be replenished. I don't know how it knows. That's just what Wikipedia told me.
0: So, like, it will let you know if you're running out of milk or whatever?
1: A smart refrigerator, also known as an internet refrigerator, is a refrigerator which is able to communicate with the internet. This type of refrigerator is often equipped to determine itself whenever a food item needs to be replenished.
0: You know what else could be used for that purpose? You. Opening the door and looking in the fridge. Just like I don't need a Bluetooth app to tell me what the status of the water filter is. I can just look at the water filter and go, oh, that's going to need to be replaced soon. (sighs) And I can look in my fridge and go, oh, I'm going to need to buy milk in a few days. How lazy are people that instead of actually opening their fridge and taking a survey of what needs to be replaced? Because a lot of this is also predictable as well. I know how much milk I'm going to drink over the course of a month, and it's so little that I never buy milk, right? Why would I yeah. buy milk so I could drink one glass a week and then have it spoil and throw out the other half of the gallon? But if you're a family of four, you probably, or a family of five or whatever, you have a reasonable expectation of, okay, every three days we're going to need a gallon of milk or whatever. It's just bad planning. Smart light bulbs. Why do you need a smart light bulb? Every room in the United States that you walk into, you walk by a light switch upon entering.
1: No, but the smart light bulbs, you can have an app on your phone. They change colors. You can turn it off. It doesn't have, it to off.
0: Be, it does have to be smart for that. I mean, you can get LEDs that do that as well, but they don't have to be connected to the internet.
1: Oh, well, I guess not. Yeah. Okay.
0: And it wouldn't stop responding to commands just because Amazon's went out.
1: Imagine that if like all the lights in your house were off because you're so dependent <laughs> well, on so, Jeff Bezos. Some of these people
0: couldn't even get into their house because they're like, the only way I know how to get in my house is through the app. I don't have a key. I, I can't my microchip in- <laughs> is malfunctioning. I can't imagine living in this one. I mean, sure, I do have a doorknob that uses door codes and stuff like that, but... If the In the event that the battery dies, I do also have a key that I can use. And I think it's a safety feature that it will automatically unlock if the battery dies. But it also notifies you before the battery dies, yeah. not with an app, but by blinking at you. And oh, it's you not know. a smart keypad. <laughs> no, and I wouldn't want it to be. Why would I want my keypad to be sending effectively my door code well, to that Amazon? Well, way,
1: that way, when the government comes to rob your house, they can just unlock the door themselves and so they don't have to smash it down with a bearcat, I suppose.
0: Well, they didn't use a bearcat at my house. You're referring to the March the 16th raids that occurred here and at my house. They, they did use the bearcat here, put a battering ram on it, and... Twice. Twice, <laughs> yes. They didn't use the bearcat at my place. From what I could tell, they just used some sort of handheld battering device to knock in the
1: door. Oh, how nice of them.
0: Well, comparatively, yeah, kind of. I mean, they didn't knock out any windows at my place. They, they didn't... They weren't nearly... They turned Leverett Street here into a war zone. Yeah. They at least did not do that at my house. They did threaten to shoot me, but they didn't break out any windows. They didn't drive a tank into my living room. But still, they probably could have watched me closely enough to figure it out. What, what is that number Arya keeps putting in every night at this predictable yeah. time when she gets home? So, sure, that's a possibility, but yeah, they could have just subpoenaed that information from Amazon in that case. Hey, yeah, it, it would make us easier if we could just, you know, enter their door code it's and go. It's fun to
1: break down the door, though. You know, that's part of the whole SWAT team experience, right? Uh, they were eager
0: to use that Bearcat here, best I can tell, because
1: this is so unnecessary. Yeah, it's just, you know, it's it's fun property destruction. So this it's what out- they live for.
0: This outrage, this outage, prompted people to reflect on the pitfalls of having a smart home. Even though they should have been aware of this from the first part, from the first place, while those with quote, dumb homes, also known as normal homes, quoted that their fridges and light switches were working just fine. And I'm one of those. <laughs> I'm going to go home tonight and my fridge and my light switches will be working just fine. I can get into my home without using an app. I can do all sorts of things without using an app, including checking my water filter and checking how much milk I have left. People are becoming so reliant on technology. I have to imagine it's more difficult. It, it's got to be easier just to check your fridge. But we're out of time for the night, you can join us on our chat server in the meantime at chat.freetalklive.com.